Daniel. Yes. We're live. We are live. And for those listening on the radio, we had some problem with some te- technical difficulties. This is our first time at this particular station, and we're fi- still figuring out the kinks. And so we're restarting a little bit because our podcast, we're recording separately on a podcast, which will be posted later to our Facebook and Twitter pages. And we wanted to make sure that's at the, uh, the same as what we post on the radio, and we lost that. So we're just restarting, going to talk some NFL, and then we're going to go into our March Madness special. And, uh, Daniel, before we move on, I want to thank WMUC Sports for giving this yes. opportunity to us. Looking around, we're in this beautiful studio with microphones and technology, and like, I never thought we would make it this big. I'm grateful to be doing this with you tonight, and I'm pumped, and thank you, you to too. WMUC Sports. Okay. Yeah. So, Daniel. Yes. Um, Crazy day in the NFL. I don't know if every free agency is this exciting, because, like, I'm a Browns fan, and it hasn't really been that exciting, but, mm-hmm. like, so much is going on. Yeah. What, what, what are you thinking? There is a lot of activity, like, within one day, like, um... As uh, most of our podcast listeners know, but maybe some people hear, hearing us on the radio don't know yet, we're college students, you know, school comes first. 100%. Stay in school. It's we, very important. We're a podcast with strong values. Yes. We believe in our values. And now we're a radio show with strong values. Oh, Sock and Shaw for radio show or not yet? I don't know. I, I, Sock and Shaw pod has a ring to it. Sock and Shaw pod on the radio. I agree 100%. I love that. We'll work on it. Yeah. Also, um... Before we move on anymore, I want to welcome um, our new member to the program. Yeah. Brendan, producer Brendan. Producer Brendan. Um, Brendan, we're excited to grow the team and we can't wait to see um, what we do together. Okay. So jumping into it, the NFL. I get it. We're on air in College Park, Maryland. This might be um, Redskins territory, Mm -hmm. Ravens territory. I'm a Browns fan though. Okay. So we'll keep it pretty limited, but I think... Is it okay if I talk about the Browns? It's okay if you talk about the Browns. I mean, go for it. Like, I haven't won a game on a Sunday in, like, two years, right? Something like that, yeah. More. More. A lot. A long, long time. This is as exciting as it gets. Normally, it's the combine. But, man, did John Dorsey, the Browns' general manager, start this off with a bang. O-M-G. Um, (laughs) um, yeah, whatever that was. Um, and... The um, the first thing we did, Jarvis Landry. Like, more than anything, Jarvis Landry is a great possession wide receiver, a guy that moves the chains. But most importantly, it's a total shift in mindset. This is a veteran that has been there and done that, and he brings an energy and a presence. And then they follow that up with getting Tyrod Taylor, and a consistent quarterback, a crazy statistic. We don't have a stats guy, but I'm pretty confident in the mm-hmm. stats. Um, if you're interested in becoming a stack guy on our show, please reach out to us. Reach out to us. We're on Twitter and Facebook. And if you know oh, us, just ask us. We're, at, we're on Twitter. Right, we're on Twitter. We should probably Facebook tell people. At Sock N Shaf. Sock, capital N, Shaf. Yes. And uh, as I was saying, Tyrod Taylor had less interceptions all season than Deshaun Kaiser did in the red zone last season. And I think it just shows. What, what's that number? I think it's six to four. Six to four, and Tyrod Taylor also had fewer interceptions than Nathan Peterman had in the first half. <laughs> Daniel, um, but 
I think um, with Tyrod Taylor leaving, the Bills moved up to um, – they, they did a trade with the Bengals moving up in right. the draft. I would think they're going to get a young quarterback. That's what I would think. But at this point, they still have Peterman. And mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. podcast believes in resilience. Right, you know, right, it's, right. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. Right. We're not, we're, we don't mean to like knock a guy down. We only want to build him up. I was 100%. more just pointing out the stats. 100%. Hey, stats are a lie. the truth. Stats are a lie. And... Um, so then the Browns continued um, their offseason by adding a defensive guy. And I think, um, Daniel, I wanted to hear your thoughts about how these moves that the Browns have made specifically impact the upcoming NFL draft in your eyes. Not only for the Browns. That was it, guys. If anyone sick with the Browns, don't worry. If anyone tuned out, you can, can tune back in. Daniel, just to add one thing, if people like tuned out for a couple minutes, just think I'm 20 years old, okay? Uh. There's no tuning out football. Right. You know, this is 20 years I've been dealing with the Browns, but hey, it's finally turning around. Exciting times. Maybe. Hopefully, it's turning around. It's turning around. See you in the Super Bowl. Do not write that down, okay? (laughs) Um, Daniel, so how do you think this is going to impact the upcoming draft? Well, as as a Giants fan, I'm a little concerned because now the Browns have a QB, and they still might get a, a rookie QB. They might go Josh Allen. They might they might go with um, a Sam Darnold. Our sources are telling us. Sam sources Darnold. are telling us Sam Darnold. But but you cannot forget our our good friend Peter King from Sports Illustrated and the MMQB. Amazing stuff. You should check it out. Um, he said early on that the Browns are into Josh Allen, and then right. he knows what he's talking. He does about. know what he's so talking. I, I would. So I'm I'm, I'm nervous as a Giants fan who loves Saquon Barkley, um, and Saquon we trust. I'm really Wait, concerned. Who has the first pick, by the way? The Browns do. The Browns. And the Giants have the second pick, so I'm concerned that the Browns are going to pick Saquon now that they have a quarterback and get the most talented player in the draft. And then the Giants are kind of. I don't love this year's quarter. These year, this year's quarterbacks mm-hmm. because like they they might be great, but at the same time, there's no sure thing. I mean, there's never a sure thing, but Andrew Luck was pretty much a sure thing. Cam Newton was a guy you throw you give your franchise to. Matt Ryan, same type of thing. And but these guys, I'm not sure. I can't. I don't really know. You, you know the interesting thing, like the past few years, there has been a lot of talent, but there was. It's been a long time since there's been that Andrew Luck prospect. I remember Sam Bradford, even right. though he might not have lived up to that potential, he came in as that for sure number. He was one the Heisman guy. to to number one pick in the combine. I remember Sam Bradford like. What was it, seven years ago, eight years uh-huh. ago? He had one incomplete pass out of, like, 60. That's crazy. Didn't Jamarcus Russell have no incompletions? Jamarcus I don't know. Jamarcus I don't Russell's, know. We don't have a stack guy. We don't know about – Jamarcus Russell is even farther back, so I don't know. It, it, it's interesting, though, that um, – it's interesting, though, that um, there hasn't been that stud prospect in a long time, that guy – and, and as a Browns fan, it's a little frustrating. We had the first pick overall and last year, and I love the potential that Miles Garrett mm-hmm. brings, but I just, you want that QB, you know? Right. You want that, in football, more than any other sport, even like, like pitcher in baseball, obviously, or or, short, or, um, or point guard in basketball, one, well, the quarterback has such an impact on team success um, that like it's so important to get that quarterback, even if you have a talent like Saquon, who people are calling the best running back prospect in whatever the last 30 years. I was watching film of him last night. He's on another level. Right. Like, like if he has a 
inch of room, he's gone. He's gone. We, we talked about, I think, in last week's show how Barkley lifts more than Luke Keekley, one of the strongest linebackers in the league. He jumps higher than Julio. He's faster than Devin Hester. Or is he's Gallia quicker. Was. He's faster, quicker than Devin. faster than Devin Hester in the combine, at least, and quicker than Deshaun Jackson. That is crazy. And it? also, he jumped over a guy. He hurt a guy. Then another guy hit him in the legs midair. He took the hit, landed, and ran for five more yards. And Daniel, like there was this one play where he was almost, I think it was actually against the University of Maryland football team. If I remember no, yeah, that, that was a different hurdle he had. But this I'm was saying, Iowa. so I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like another one. Uh-huh. Um, he was like in the backfield about to get tackled, breaks that tackle. Then of course. he gets across the line of scrimmage. A couple guys dive. He's getting knocked around. Next thing you know, he turned it into a first down. Right. Unbelievable. He's just and, a playmaker. And, and just to drive home. I think he court, had a passing touchdown last year. Browns need a quarterback. Right. So are you saying that Saquon Barkley? If they want Lamar Jackson to be a wide receiver, I want Saquon Barkley to be a quarterback. You right. heard it here first. Can, and just to keep on going with this, because yeah. this is fun. This is fun. Jabril Peppers. Ooh. He got he got direct snaps, correct? He can do a lot of different things, too. And, you know, the rumors that Terrell Pryor might be coming back to the Browns. Right. I, are you proposing the Wildcat era returning? I'm proposing four quarterbacks. Okay, I am too. We, we still, In you, Cleveland, you can never have enough. Miles Garrett as the fullback. Just play offense and defense the same. <laughs> we don't need a, like two separate teams. Just have your best 11 out there all the time. <laughs> like a, a basketball type of thing? A basketball type thing or like a youth five. football type thing. Love that. Daniel. And just now, like, is it safe? No, it is not. Not safe <laughs> at all. But would it be interesting? Yeah, yeah, but I, th- I think we're that- not we're not we're not proposing this because like for all those people be like oh like they don't want safety in the NFL and we do we, we do. do we do but this would be really entertaining that'd be cool yeah. um, especially Daniel, for the Browns I just wanted to um, yeah man entertaining in the Browns with a positive kind of positive what a concept yeah. so um, I wanted to drive home the point earlier you were saying how the quarterback really sets the tone in the locker room mm-hmm. and um, there was this amazing moment yesterday or a couple days ago where yeah. Zach Streif, yeah. longtime Saints O-lineman, announced his retirement. And um, it, they had him speaking, there was a clip of him speaking for a minute um, about what Drew Brees meant to the team. And there was just this one thing that I loved, how um, Streif used to text Brees uh, what he wanted for dinner yeah, on Thursday that. nights because Breeze's work day was four hours longer than anyone else's. Right. And and it just shows that it's a certain type of mindset to be great. And, and it's not only you see Drew Breeze doing all the rah-rah stuff, and right. that's really important, but there has to be the substance there. Right. You know? And and I think it's like a great lesson for life. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I am wow. a 20-year-old giving life advice. This is getting philosophical. I like it. You think they're going to let us back on? I think they will. <laughs> okay. But just saying that, like, when you do things in life, I can't believe I'm doing this right now, but when you do go, things go. in life... You need the substance. You need right. to be putting in the work. Because then, when it's time for the rah-rah stuff, everyone's going to listen to you. And, and for all the listeners, when Alan says rah-rah stuff, he means, like, getting pumped game day. Am I, am I correct? 100%. Boom, we're on the same page. Daniel, Daniel's, we're locked in. Daniel's my translator. You know, sometimes... Yeah. Whatever. Sometimes Alan says rah-rah stuff. Um, so... We're going to transfer into Daniel. It's March. March, it's March. Madness. It's time to go into it. And that was a smooth transfer. Thank you. <laughs> 
like a Browns handoff yeah, to a running a Browns back. Browns handoff right? to a running back who's not there. We, yeah. we got excited. Right. Um, so let's start off. We want to go through the bracket. Daniel yeah. is an amazing in house. Oh, stop it. Stop it. You're an expert. I've never seen anyone pull out anyone that like I know personally be able to pull out the college basketball knowledge and statistics like you do. Thank you. And thank I think you. no one's bracket would be complete without hearing Daniel's take on the bracket. Daniel I appreciate it. I want to start with the South region. You know South why? South region? Why? There was just some breaking news coming. There from was the some South breaking region. news. And we don't have any breaking news noise where it's gonna go breaking news. Breaking news. Alan has a much better voice I mean, some for people, that. Some people say I should do radio. Wait a second. Can I get a high five? Soft. That was a made for radio high five. Guess who's doing radio? The voice of Alan Sokoff was made for radio. Hey. You never know. My voice was made for TV. <laughs> and my um, face was made for radio. <laughs> Daniel, stop it. Don't do that to yourself. Um, All right, so we'll start with the South region. We have some breaking news coming out of Virginia. Star freshman DeAndre Hunter um, has been ordered out for the NCAA tournament. That's a huge loss for Virginia. He's one of their better defenders. He's the guy, if, if anyone saw this, he had a huge uh, – he had the, he banked in a three to beat Louisville at the buzzer like uh, two weeks ago. And that's a huge, huge loss for Virginia. Um he, he was an integral part of their team, and as a freshman, he was emerging as one of the superstars of that team. I mean, Daniel, like, I know that there is, like, a lot of people that know college basketball well, okay? Mm. But the fact that you have the knowledge like this to just whoop it out and start talking about him with such confidence, like, I need to go to Google. We don't need a stats guy for college basketball because we oh, got thank Daniel. You, thank you. Daniel, what a start. So I think we should go but through. I have some numbers on him. and He plays 20 minutes a game. He averages almost 10 points a game, three and a half rebounds and an assist. So you're saying that. He doesn't play much, but he adds so much value. So, like, they're not done. If you had Virginia going all the way, you're not finished. This is just a big hit to them because he's a very important player. But. I, but you, we, we can still, you can still have – I have Virginia going all the way in one of my brackets, and that's okay. Um, they're, still, they're still a dominant team. They went 30-31-2 this past year the, the, in the regular season. They won the ACC regular season. They won the ACC tournament. They're still the number one overall seed. They still have the three guards, Kyle Guy, Ty Jerome. <laughs> Guys, he doesn't have a roster up. And, Go Devin, ahead and Devin Hall. Okay. And they still have the best defender in the country, Isaiah Wilkins, stepson of Dominique Wilkins. Okay. Yeah. Um, Dominique Wilkins of Atlanta Hawks fame. Daniel. Yeah. I. Virginia's known for their defense, right. correct? Yeah. And offense can sometimes historically be a struggle for them. Right. Making my bracket now, it makes me nervous that the top – the one seed who already struggled with offense, they lost a 10-point score. Right. And, and I think that's a um, great transition to talking about one of the bigger threats in the southern region in Arizona, the number yeah. four seed. Daniel, right. why don't you give us the rundown on Arizona? First, I want to say something about Virginia's offense. They, they don't, aren't the most explosive offensive team, but also they play – they have the slowest tempo in the country. Like – of anyone. Of all 351 yep. teams, they play the slowest. And, and they have up. no possessions. They, they have very few possessions. That's how, that's how they play such good defense. They limit you to one shot. It's usually a tough shot. They get the rebound, and then they run a methodical offense. So it 
So sounds... their scoring numbers are skewed by how few possessions they have. That's really So they have three guys who can score iso- in isolation. Kyle Guy, Ty Jerome, Devin Hall. They can all play the point guard position, and they can, and they can all shoot it from the outside. So like the, those three guys, they've been their big three all year. DeAndre Hunter was like their fourth option. So that's why it's like it's a big loss, but it's not the end of the world for Virginia. But they really are not cannot be pleased with being in Arizona's Arizona's and, region. And and just um getting the amateurs opinion. Yes, that's me, Daniel's the in-house expert. Um I love the idea of Zona pulling an upset on Virginia in the Sweet 16, it would be yeah. correct. I think just from what I know, um, DeAndre Aiden is on another level. <clears throat> Excuse me. On um, You see the statistics he puts up, but even more than that, it's the presence he has on the court. Right. Um, and I and also they have a guard, Trier. Alonzo Trier. Alonzo Trier. Um, great scorer. And I think that combo could be lethal. And in my mm-hmm. eyes, even before an injury, I wanted to take Zona pretty far. Right. Even more so now, it's a no-brainer for me. Right, because Hunter's a six-seven wing. He's someone who could really be important to stop Trier. And also, um, they have a really good guard, Arizona does, and uh, a guy named Raleigh Alkins. Okay. Really good um, point um, guard, shooting guard. What 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 type of player is he? Like He's Arizona? a bruiser. He's a bruiser. Arizona's like, known historically... Um, I hope I'm right with this, for having a T.J. McConnell, a style guard, an Aaron Kraft style guard. Well, Aaron Kraft's Ohio State. I know, but I'll just... Shout out to Aaron Kraft. Shout fans. out to Aaron Kraft. Big... Aaron Kraft. <laughs> Kraft. Oh, good. Sorry. No, no, no. You heard correctly. I was just... That was a sense of confusion on my behalf. Why Kraft came out. Yeah, so Aaron Kraft. Kraft. And just Kraft. to clarify, McConnell... Went to Arizona, but Aaron Kraft went to OSU, but similar type of player. Similar type of definitely. Um, would you say that um, Arizona's current point guard is a similar style player? Well, Alkins is not their point guard. Their point guard's a guy named Parker Jackson Cartwright, PJC. He's been there for a long time. He's been there for a long time. Um, he's <laughs> a senior now. He's a, he's a small point guard. A lot of people have said he, he, he's like the, uh, the quote-unquote weak link of the team. I disagree. I like his game a lot. He sets guys up really nicely. He's a knockdown shooter from three. Shoots like forty five percent from three. And you know he doesn't he doesn't demand the ball. He doesn't control the ball, and that way they can get the ball to Aiden Trier and Alkins more. And also, you can't forget the other big man, Dusan Ristich, the senior from Excuse somewhere. <laughs> I'm not sure where he's from, but he's really good in the post. He's kind of like he's kind of like the um, the anti DeAndre Aiden, and by that I mean they're both really big. But Aiden dominates with power and finesse, but but um, Ristich is all finesse. Okay, now it's time for me to show off. Let's go. Would you compare him to a Brandon Ashley, a um, Arizona graduate, a big with nice touch from outside? He's, Ristich is not an outside player. Aiden has more outside skill than Ristich, but he like Ristich is like the classic. I'll hit you with a drop step and then I'll throw a, a hook over my left shoulder type of guy. Um and. And uh, Daniel, just like to put out there, because I know I personally have um, picked Arizona to go far in my tournament for many years. Mm-hmm. As you can tell, like I actually know something about right. that. Right, right. Um, why is this year different? Why do you think that they could make a run? Why is this year different? Firstly, I don't. Um, 
I think UVA will be able to like they 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 play, they'll play great defense, but I don't know how well they'll be able to contain um, Aiden. Aiden is just Aiden is the difference between the, all those years and this year. And also, they're all playing mad. If if for for all the listeners out there who haven't heard, there's um, an FBI investigation into college basketball. And recently, a wire t- a wiretap about Arizona was reported with Sean Miller possibly offering, saying yeah, he was going to pay or did pay DeAndre Aiden $100,000 to come to Arizona. Right. Now, there have been holes poked in every part of that story. Mm-hmm. We don't know if it's true or not. We don't know what part of it's true or not. But what we do know is that it got the Wildcats mad. And since Ooh. that happened, let me, let me pull this up. Um, let's look at some DeAndre Aiden stuff. stats in that first game against Oregon back were yeah. unbelievable. What were they? Uh, let, me, let me pull this up. He had a DeAndre huge double-double. Um, and Daniel, while we're looking up those stats, I just wanted to break some Giants news to you. Really? Real quick. Giants are looking to sign per Adam Schefter, Jonathan Stewart. Really? I like Jonathan Stewart. So, can I He's tell a good you football player. What this makes me think is that a contingent plan, contingency plan if they can get Saquon. Regardless though, he'd be a great backup. Okay, so back here, to college ball. Here are the games that DeAndre Eden has played in since since um since the wiretap report came out. Okay, let me pull it up. Here we go. Okay, they had a loss at Oregon. That's a rough place to play. But he had 28 and 18 on 11 of 15 shooting, which is Alan. What percent is that? Oh my God, 73. 73. Math whiz. <laughs> yeah. The next game they beat Stanford. He only shot six times for some reason. He had 12 and 10. The next game against Cal. Cal is terrible, but still, it's still he shot nine for 12 and had 26 and 20. Then they had a, a game against Colorado. He didn't play much. He didn't shoot so well. 10 and six. But then the last two games, he's been a, a monster in the semifinals and finals of the Pac-12 tournament, which they won. They played UCLA on Friday night, 13 of 16 from the field, 32 points, 14 rebounds. Then Saturday night, they beat USC for the championship. He shot 14 for 20, 32 points, 18 rebounds. That is crazy. The man is on a mission. I'd be afraid to face him. I, I would too. And, and how old is he? He's a freshman. Yeah, he is um, younger than we are. He is 18 years old, and he looks like he could be my father. <laughs> like, in terms of age. We don't, we don't share a resemblance, but in terms of age. Uh, Daniel, what are you, a uh, 5'10 point guard? I am a 5'8 point guard. 5'8? Okay. So, like, 7'1", 5'8", you know, same it's basically thing. the same thing. Um, so, Daniel, yeah. I think um, everyone that's into March Madness wants that upset team, Cinderella team. This is our first upset alert. Upset alert. Upset alert. Cinderella, possibly. Daniel, what are your thoughts of Loyola Chicago 11 seed facing the 6 seed Miami? Miami. I love the Ramblers. Loyola who, Chicago can really play. Who knew that was their team name? It's a thing. They, they won the 1963 championship, so... That's like the last time the Browns won a championship. Right. right. So, so they haven't saying, been to the tournament in a while, so, but this is a team that that's that's you know that's built for for tournament success. They play great defense. This year they went twenty eight and five. They dominated their conference throughout. They're 
they're led by MVC Player of the Year. MVC Player of the Year. Allen doing his Custer, the, the point guard. He was a redshirt junior, but he is he, he he's the age of a senior, so they got experience there. You have Ben Richardson, the other guard, who's also a senior. They went to high school together at this and in Overland Park, Kansas. That's awesome. So they're back together again. You have a senior, Dante Ingram, who's one of their leading scorers. He went to Simeon High School, same high school as um, Jabari Parker, Derek Rose. I think that's that's what we got for now. So are you saying he is going to be an NBA player with knee injuries? I'm not is saying that... he's going to be an NBA player with knee injuries. I'm just saying that's the same high school. They also have a guy... Sorry, sorry about that misunderstanding. That's right, they, they also have a freshman big man... <laughs> They have a freshman big man named Cameron Crutwig, who has been really, really good this year. In, um, Let da- me see if I can find his stats. Okay. Daniel, I think the main question the listeners want to know is why Loyola Chicago? Why? why what, it, what makes them, what sticks out to you about them that you think they can upset Miami? I just think they're a very balanced team. They're a team that wins, and also they play defense. And it, sound, it sounds like they have experience, too. Right. If... if if I were Miami, like if you even look at like the RPI type thing, yeah. RPI Loyola Chicago, Loyola Illinois, Loyola Chicago, their RPI is twenty eight. Miami's is twenty seven. They hold teams to sixty two points a game. They, they, they in the last twelve games, they're eleven and one. And we have an update: Jonathan Stewart will sign with the Giants. Wow! Confirmed. Confirmed. Source our Schefter. Our sources tell us. Yeah. Um, Schefter didn't tell us personally. I mean. He may have. You know what? Let's say maybe he did. We might have missed it. We might have missed it. He told us and then he, he went He knows one of the probably normally would have reached out to us. Right. Um, so I, I just, it, it's, sometimes it's a gut thing. I feel like not only are they going to beat Miami, I, I would watch out for them to beat Tennessee as well. Both Miami and Tennessee don't really get up and down, and I think that's kind of the pace that Loyola Chicago wants. And they can throw it down low to Crutwig, who's um, averaging 10 and 6 in only 23 minutes. Shooting sixty percent from the field, wow! So like that's something to really look out for, and also you got, um, upper class point guards really, really are really the key to a a, a tournament run and a possible upset, impossible upsets. Like a few years back when FGCU had their big tournament run as the fifteen seed Dunk City, they had a great point guard named um, what's his name? Which team? Oh, I just blanked on the name. Brett Brett Comer. Daniel, I got nervous there. Brett for a Comer, the, the star point guard for that team. He was actually the point guard when for Austin Rivers' high school team when Austin Rivers was a star in high Daniel, school. Daniel, I don't get you know this. Shout out to Austin Rivers. Um, and Daniel, I wanted to um, maybe we'll jump back to that bracket a little right. bit later on, but I wanted to highlight in the um, West region. West region. It's, That's the it, one where Xavier is the one seed. It's tough to predict. Yeah. Um, number one seeds getting. Upset, upset, it, uh-huh. whatever it is. Okay. Being frustrated. Um, and um, I see it happening, though. I see a Missouri Xavier upset. Let I see give, it, too. Let me give my opinion. Let's go. And then I want to hear the Wizards' thought on it, thoughts on it, not the Washington Wizards, um, Daniel Schaaf. Oh, thank you. Um, and in my eyes, I think so often you see what one guy can do to a team. And we've seen from huge Cinderella runs a, uh, ooh, let's see what I got, a Steph Curry, mm-hmm. a Shabazz Napier. Right. Kemba a, Walker. A Kemba Walker. 
and you see these guys can totally take a team to a new level. Missouri has a small forward power forward and Michael Porter Jr. who mm -hmm. just came back from a back injury. Porter is so talented and is projected to be a top five NBA pick. But I think he needs to prove himself a little bit. Yep. I don't think he wants to hear in all the pre-draft interviews, how's the back? Can you play at an elite level? Right. I think this is a man on a mission, and mm -hmm. he is going to take Missouri to a new level. A question. Yeah. Who's more on a mission, DeAndre Aiden or Michael Porter Jr.? I think we might have to wait till the Final Four. To final, see. final Four to see. You have Missouri going to the Final Four? Um, I don't think I do. <laughs> but <laughs> Not as do I, but... I, I think I think Porter is gonna. I think again, and he had he played one game last week against Georgia. It didn't go so well for him. He shot five for seventeen, twelve points. They lost um, by like by three, I think. Wait, um, that's crazy. Okay, I don't know how you know he was five for seventeen. I, I looked it up, but you remember, right? I looked it up too. <laughs> <laughs> Does Missouri have anyone else that? Um, and and just to add using a little bit of logic for a minute. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that they're an eighth seed in the tournament and Michael Porter Jr. barely played this season shows they have to have other things. They're, they're a very good team. They have a guy, they're, they're, they're shooting guard, Cassius Robertson, transferred from... Is he Cash? He's, he is Cash. From, I don't know, Canisius, Canisius? I don't know how to pronounce that school. But that's, if that's you're listening, he, please feel free yeah, to Yeah, if, you, if you're a um, Canisius alum or a uh, current... Student at Canisius or Canisius, reach out and uh, let us know because we have no idea how to pronounce that. But he, and we, and we really care about like getting. We it do right. care. We could look it up, but you know wow. we're on the radio. So, um, Daniel, real quick, again, breaking football news: the Titans sign Malcolm Butler to a five-year deal. Whoa, that's huge. That's big. Um, and I think I just want to point now, out. Imagine if that guy played in the Super Bowl. Daniel, it might be too soon for. Um, it might be Patriots too soon fans. for Patriots fans. In their five Super Bowl. In their five Super Bowl rings and having Tom Brady. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I just wanted to point out Adam Schefter, uh, always doing a great, great job. He pointed out. Is he, is he out a friend of the pod? Adam, Mr. Schefter. Mr. Schefter. A huge friend of the pod. Please, we'd love to have you on. If you want to come on, we're here. You know, we're waiting. <laughs> and no pressure though. The no pressure, though. remember the new coach, as Adam Schefter points out of the Titans is Mike Vrabel, who formerly legend. is a Patriot. He is a Patriots legend, yeah. I guess you'd say. Um, and I think he really wants to establish that Patriots winning mentality, and he wants someone like Malcolm Butler, who does have a chip on his shoulder, who will come in and work to try and spread yeah. um, this this um, culture. Yeah, and um, he, he really... He not only has something to prove, but he has championship experience and a championship pedigree. He made one of the biggest plays in NFL history. So he's been there before, been there, done that. And the Titans are a team that's like, they're kind of, they're kind of almost there. They're yeah, on the precipice of being and, great. And, and I love how we're into football now, but one more quick thing before yeah. we hop back. DeMarco Murray released from the Titans. This, right. this happened a couple of right, days right, ago. Right. Um, Derrick Henry taking over the reins. And, and it's really cool to see... Um, a young team coming together, really taking, right. and it seems like they're building that team the right way. They're gonna be, they're gonna play power football, but at the same oh time, my. they have Mariota. Another breaking news: we got to get off of Twitter, man. Um, Isaiah Crowell intends to sign a three-year deal with the New York. Jets. That's big Browns news. Adam Schefter is having like a wash bomb type day, <laughs> and I just wanted to um, 
throw out there to um, Isaiah Crowell, the Crow. I wanted to thank him for his time in Cleveland. That dude has talent. So much talent. I wish nothing but the best for Crow in the future, and I look forward to um, following his career as it progresses. Daniel, back to college basketball. Back to college basketball. So we were talking about Missouri a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. They have a good. They have a very good team. So Cassius Robertson from Canisius, he's a really good player. Averaged sixteen a game this year on I think over forty percent from three, forty percent shooting from three, and he's a really good player. And he was doing this all without Michael Porter Jr. There. Uh-huh. Also, Michael Porter Jr.'s younger brother, Jonte Porter, reclassed. He was a junior in high school. He's like, forget senior year of high school, forget it. I'm just gonna go play high level college basketball. And he's really been coming into his own lately. He's had. Over the last like three games, he's averaging close to twenty points a game, I think, and he's been shooting really well from the field. He he has a three point shot, and he's starting to climb some draft boards as well. And I would be I I would watch Missouri's a dangerous team, especially if Porter can get it going. Mm-hmm. Like this guy could score the ball. In high school, he averaged thirty five points a game. His team went undefeated. I think last week what we saw against Georgia was him working out the kinks a little bit. Yeah, 100%. that was my second time saying kinks this podcast, but this hey, podcast and radio show. We're freshmen in college, right. Daniel. We're working out the kinks. All three I'm times. saying is, <laughs> is watch out for three Missouri. years from now. Oh, are you talking about us? I think yeah. about Missouri. Yeah, watch out for the vocabulary. Yeah, we we're learning exemplify. still. Exemplary. No, exemplary. No, no, no. exemplary. I don't know. There, there was always something. Fantastic. <laughs> and Daniel, why do you think a um. Xavier team could lose. They win a lot of their games really close. Their defense is suspect at best. They give up a lot of points and not necessarily to the best teams. They don't. They got crushed by Villanova twice, but Villanova's great. We'll get to that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But they they win close games, which is great. They can shoot the ball really well. They they shoot free throws really well. They have a closer in Trayvon Blewett, who's a possible All American. So, but at you're the saying same time, they brought in a. High school pitcher, MLB pitcher. You what said you they have a closer. Right, nice. <laughs> nice. Again, sorry for that awful joke. But but <laughs> it is a good reminder that baseball is almost here. But we're not transitioning uh, to baseball. Well, let's enjoy right March, okay? Yeah, it's College March basketball. now. So about about Xavier, they're definitely a risk to lose because they they keep teams around. This year they've usually closed them out, but sometimes they don't. They're coming off a loss to Providence. Providence is a good team, but they're definitely in danger of losing. A hundred percent. And and we talked about we both could see that happening, but I think if it occurs, um, that's going to be a great round of 32 matchup. Right. And Daniel, um, a very hot team coming into the month of March is Michigan. Yeah, Michigan, um, the three seed. Where, what do you think their potential is? What excites you about them? Well, their potential is all the way to the Final Four, if not farther, because they're playing some of the best basketball in the country. They've had a they've had a little bit of a break, you know, this 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 week long break because of the early Big Ten tournament. Right. Does that concern you though? It concerns me a little bit, but also they have time to get rest. It's the rest versus rust argument where they're like they might be rusty, but at the same time, like it's like they're possibly they they could lose in the first round to Montana. Montana's a pretty good team, but at the same time, they could also roll Montana. They could also roll through if I think Houston will get to the next round. They can roll Houston, even though Houston is one of the hotter teams in the country also. Mm-hmm. And, and I think one important thing to add is when you have like a week off, um, it can go two ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember back in my high school days, Woo. which feels like years and years and years ago. It was two years ago. Two years ago. <laughs> time flies. Man. Yeah, time flies. Um, 
that when we had like a week before a tournament that we went to in New York, there is a certain energy you can bring to the practices when it's just your team, when your goal is right in front of you. You mm -hmm. know you're a few games away from making your dreams come true. You can create this level of energy that hasn't been there all season. And right. um, Michigan sounds like a team that did they win the Big Ten? They won the they won the Big Ten. They, they sound like a team. They that, went, they they beat Michigan State, Purdue back to back. Okay, they seem like they're on a mission. Yeah, and I would not be surprised if they were a Final Four team. Me neither. They their defense. They've always played great offense. This year, their defense has matched their offense. They have the start. They have uh, last week on the pod. Um, I predicted Michigan to the Final Four. Um, I don't know if my bracket has that, but at the same time, I would not be surprised if, to see them see them in San Antonio. Basically, what it <laughs> what it kind of like feels like is, I don't know. When we're talking brackets, I get anxious. You know why? Why? Because I could see so many different scenarios happening. Right. That I wish you could do so many brackets, but there's not really like a point to doing twenty five brackets. Right, because it's it's less fun. Because you wanna the point is like you wanna you wanna see how you do. You don't wanna see how twenty five different versions of a bracket do. You know. I'm like a two or three or four type of guy. Yeah, I'm usually a one, but mm -hmm. this year I I did two, just because you know uh, shake it up a little bit. Daniel, um, Providence. I like Providence. They've been hot lately. Didn't too. they have a very good tournament? They went in the Big East tournament. They went to the championship. They lost an OT to Villanova. Okay, exactly. Yes. They beat Xavier. So this is why it's important to watch NBA basketball, guys. Okay, um, I was watching. I don't remember the teams. Let's go. I don't know. I was watching Doris Burke call a game, and she <laughs> gave a shout out to her um, school, Providence College, and it was really her that pointed out to me and made me take notice that they just lost to a Villanova team who we're going to get to soon who I could definitely see winning this tournament. And um, when a team comes that close to something, to beating a Villanova in the Big East championship game, um, that gives them a swagger. Again, in the practices, there's a whole new energy there, knowing that they have a chance to beat them and um, to beat the top teams. And playing, um, playing a Texas A&M and a UNC who... I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I do not think this is one of... UNC's been a two-seed before, but I don't think this is one of their best two-seed teams. No. That is a possible upset. I don't think I'm going to roll with that, but I could see a hot Providence team taking down a UNC. Mm -hmm. Could you see that? I could see it, definitely. They, I'm not taking it. They, they, they have the talent to do it. They have a point guard named Ky Kyron Cartwright, who's a really great assist guy. And Daniel does not have that up on his laptop. And... Just, I, I don't know. I, I feel like they have a chance. I feel like Carolina's talent might overwhelm them a little bit. They're, they're, they still might be, like, Providence like, is up and down, but I feel like they're more of an average team in Carolina. When, they're, when, when Carolina's on, like, they beat Duke. They, they win a lot of games. Like, they had a great season. And there's a reason they're a two seed. It's because they're a great basketball team. Joel Berry at the point, most outstanding player last year in the NCAA tournament. Luke May. Statement. Oh, no, that was the award he got, right? What? He was the most outstanding. Most like outstanding. Was, that's like the MVP no, no, that, that's the actual award. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm not I thought, saying that. Like I thought you myself. were just saying. It. No, no, he was, but um, and also they have a guy named Luke May, who averages 17 and 10 this year. Mm -hmm. Shoot the three, really, and also their 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 key player, I think, their X factor, is um, Theo Pinson, senior guard. Doesn't shoot the ball well at all. 
but he plays so, good defense. He can run the point when needed. Great facilitator. He's like if you if you had to choose a guy on Carolina to get a triple double, it'd be Theo Pinson. And and it sounds like that um, they have an experienced team too. Obviously, yeah. Roy Williams been there, done that so many times. But a Joel Berry who understands the biggest stage. Um, and you mentioned the um, junior senior guard. Can you remind me? Theo his name? Pinson. Theo Pinson. Um, senior. Senior. That's the type of team you normally like um, to have on your side when March comes around. Daniel, mm-hmm. let's jump to the East. Jump to the East bracket. This one so, is uh, control. Villanova is the one seed here, and the two seed is Purdue. So, okay, I, I, some I think we need to acknowledge the elephant in the room. Okay, I'm about to make a really, you, I'm about to make a really bad joke. The Alabama elephant joke. You know, no, what's that? Alabama, like their logo. Look at their logo. Okay, sure. okay, ready? I'm about to, yeah. Like, I know I'm going to get into it as we're looking up the logo. Um, there it is. Elephant. Alabama is, so now for some there reason, actually there's is... an elephant involved. If anyone can tell us why there's an elephant involved with the role. Tide? Didn't roll? we Tide? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, We're not. I'll just keep rolling. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, for anyone that was wondering, that. I first high fived myself, then high fived Daniel. Yeah, you really can't script that. <laughs> um, so I want to acknowledge Elephant in the Room. Um, nice. Thank you. Um, Villanova's great, but when you got a Nick Saban coached Alabama team, I don't see how you can count them out. Uh, Alan? Yeah. Why do you say Nick Saban? You think he just sticks to football? Ooh. All I'm saying. Interesting. All hot, I'm saying. We're not doing. We're not necessarily doing a hot take segment today. Today's a special March Madness edition of the pod. But so special. A little bit of a hot take here. Does Nick Saban coach basketball? We shouldn't even answer. I think. Please, listeners, hit us up on hit us Twitter. Up. If you have any pictures Facebook. of Nick Saban at any basketball games at Alabama, it's proof enough. <laughs> He's there. Um, and who do you think does the recruiting for Alabama? Nick Saban, or one of his assistants. Um, And actually, I wanted to get into, um, first of all, I wanted to give a shout-out to Alabama, and specifically Avery Johnson, their new head coach. Is this his first, second season, third season? Something like that. He's He's relatively relatively new. Um, And Alabama's a football school, and he is really taking it. I mean, they're in March Madness. We're talking about them in March. And um, shout-out to Avery Johnson with yeah. the job he has done with Alabama. But, but now they have 15 losses. During the tournament, though. Right, right. I think that's what matters. You should answer, but they have Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton. But they have Colin Sexton. <laughs> early in the year against Minnesota, before we knew Minnesota was terrible, they played three-on-five against Minnesota, and he outscored Minnesota by himself. Are you? S- oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that should have been a sign to us that Minnesota was terrible. <laughs> Minnesota's terrible. Um, Wait, Alan, yeah. is Minnesota terrible? I mean, what are we talking? Basketball. Basketball. I not not I, a terrible place to be. I right, but like, I I'm think, sure it's a nice place. I I think at the end of the day with Carl Anthony Town, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, yeah, no, I I think we all could have learned a lot from that game, but hey. It's a process. Yeah, it's a process. You're living, you learn. Yeah. And, Daniel, why don't you just give us the rundown real quick on Villanova okay. and why. Oh, can I try? Go. 
I've fallen in love with this Villanova team, and for one main guy, one one main reason, Michael Bridges. Mikhail Bridges. Mikhail yeah. Bridges. I think that's how you pronounce it. If anyone is a family friend of Mikhail Bridges and wants to correct us or have him come on the pod, please. The second one's better, but the first one we'll take because we're we're here to learn. We're here to learn. And if you he, can pronounce Canisius, and if you if you know the pr- correct pronunciation of. Macau Bridges. I'm pretty sure it's Macau, but it might be Michael. Right. It, I'm pretty it, sure it's Macau. And and we're totally open to having guests on the show. Right. Especially well, if it's if it's Bridges, we'll give him the show. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants for right. An hour. But as long as we get to be in the room, right? Because like we yeah. don't want to like. I think we want to meet him. Would that that be cool? That that kind of stink if we. <laughs> if like he just showed up here. For us, took our radio slot and like we didn't even know about it. Mikhail Bridges featuring Sock and Shaw. Except I see it not, all. except not featuring Sock and Shaw because they're not there. Yeah, he. Whatever. We'll I, see. I, I don't think he, do. he doesn't seem like that kind so, of guy. So, um, I've been doing a little bit of college basketball scouting, and Bridges just jumped off the tape in my eyes. Literally he, jumped off the tape. Literally, the dude is. An athletic monster with so much skill. Is he a senior? He is a junior. Junior. junior? They could be the best team in the country next yeah. year if they if they return Bridges right. and in, um, they're they're all American, Gio Br- and Brunson, but they won't. Bridges <laughs> is a is a two way guy, one of the arguably the best two way guy in college basketball mm-hmm. currently. Yeah. I would compare him a little bit to a Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Um, and just watch him play. He's just someone that has so much skill, and I can't wait to watch him play this and, tournament. And the he, the way his game has grown over the years, like if you look at just his scoring average, it's just it's it's not inching up; it's shooting up. It's and it's going like you said in the, the right direction. The the way the way Bridges has changed his game from last year to this year. Last year he was um, Big Ten Co Defensive Player of the Year. This year. He's, I'd say he's the second best player in the conference behind his teammate Jalen Brunson. Mm-hmm. Offensively and defense, is a great player all around. And now he's a lottery pick. So like, and he's still getting better. Like, he's not there yet. He's, he's found a three-point shot. He slashes through the lane well. He cuts well. He passes well. He's a great defender. He, has a, he blocks shots. He gets steals. He has a seven-foot wingspan. That's crazy. He's, he's, he's an all-around type. He might he's, still grow. He's, yeah. an all, he's an all-around great prospect. And... If that was all Villanova had, they'd be a great team. But he's their second best player. They have a guy named Jalen Brunson, the most efficient player in college basketball. The junior guard, his dad played in the NBA, Rick Brunson. He won everywhere he's been. He won as a freshman in um, in college with Villanova on the Chris Jenkins shot. He's just a, he, he's a gamer. Mm-hmm. I know I always say I don't like people when people say that, but I love it when people say that because he's a gamer. <laughs> That's what he does, and he just he gets buckets. He Shoots it from the outside. He he's one of the best guards I've seen in in, in my experience, which is not that much with college basketball because hey, I'm 19. Daniel, but he. I, I mean, if if this isn't like wisdom, I don't know what college basketball. Thank wisdom you. Is. I appreciate that. But he backs guys down the post so well. He's not that tall. He's six three, but he he he'll take a guard into, a point guard into the post and score like 80 percent of the time once he's there. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. He sets. Everything up for Villanova, and Villanova this year has one of the best offenses, according to Ken Palm. Shout out to Ken Palm. Come on so the show anytime. anytime. We coordinated that well, but we did not practice. We that. didn't practice that. We were like, say it now. <laughs> so, we don't go with our fingers. Three, three two, two, one. None of that. Yeah, yeah. We just did it again. We did. Wow. Okay. 
Whew, I, this might be getting too much for the listeners. Too Let's much. Keep on going. So they have one of the most efficient offenses in college basketball history, and it all starts from Br- Brunson and Bridges. And they also have – I'm just going to name some names now just Phil to Booth. show you. Phil Booth. 20 points a nice. 20 hey, points. I, I did a little oh. research. 20, 20 points a game. Not, not 20 points a game, I'm sorry. 20 points in the national championship game two years ago off the bench. Wow. He's also – he's a redshirt junior. He had some injury problems this year, but he's back now looking good. They have a guy named Dante DiVincenzo. One of the best names in college basketball. He's a sophomore. And, and just when I was watching um, Villanova highlights, the name DiVincenzo kept on being set. He's all. He's always around. He's a very active I mean, player. I mean, I, I love, love, love this team. And and the beauty is they can come at you like you were saying in two ways. They have two elite scores, and and you see and two like almost elite scores in Booth and DiVincenzo. Dude, so and let, also, let's play out. Eric Pascal is a great player. He's a he's a big for them, and also Omari Spellman. Last year, Omari Spellman was ineligible. I I think it was an eligibility thing, and he is now back this year. He's a six ten big. He blocks shots, gets grabs rebounds, and he shoots threes. And he's what their sixth option, their fifth option. That's crazy. So Daniel, I, I wanna let's try to look into the future a little bit, okay? Yeah, let's do it. Let's just throw out. Let's say it's an Arizona Villanova championship game. That may or may not be what I have in my bracket. Spoiler, it is. How could you see a Villanova defending a DeAndre Aiden? And do you think they have what it takes to beat Arizona Wildcats? They used to say this thing about Kobe. You can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. Maybe Mm -hmm. that was Shaq. Both of them. It applies. Both Lakers, same. Yeah, you, you you can't stop I think DeAndre. They fight Aiden. over which one Probably, said that. <laughs> they didn't say. It. People said it about them. And you love to see how they're getting along now. Right, that's true. Great. Yeah, shout out to Shaq and Kobe. If you guys want to come on the pod again, I, awesome. I, I think we could. If you want to come on the radio show, it's the same thing. Awesome. <laughs> so, Twitter, you want to take over our Twitter for an hour, or just call us up on the phone. Well, we can chill. Yeah, I think we'll be fun to do. Like, We'll play two on two. Me and you against Shaq and Kobe. Is there hack a Shaq? There's hack a Shaq. Yeah, we we make the rules. If they come to, we're a home team. 100%. So Nova Arizona. So Nova Arizona, you can't stop DeAndre Aiden. If he's getting touches, he's just too big and too dominant inside. The dude's seven one, two hundred fifty pounds, and he's can she shoots threes. He, I was watching um, the Pac twelve championship game this past Saturday night, and. He he had this one move where he just caught the ball baseline, like 15 feet away, one motion into a perfect jump shot swoosh. No hesitation, didn't do a jab step, and just catch and shoot. He's so technically sound, right? Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice-looking jump shot. So you can't stop him, but you can contain him. You can deny him the ball. They can throw different bodies out there. And I don't think Arizona could stop Villanova either. How, do, how does Villanova stop Brunson? How does Park and Jackson Cartwright being a 5'11 point guard, stop Brunson from posting him up. Yeah. How do how does anyone really guard uh, Macau Bridges? If you are if you needed to decide who you go with in a Nova Arizona game, okay? Mm-hmm. Um let's say Saquon Barkley to the Giants is on the line. Okay, got it. So if Give I get it right, odds. if I get it right, Saquon Saquon Barkley's a giant. I never said that. <laughs> <laughs> but if I get it right, Right or wrong, I'm not telling you. Is what you're saying is if I get it right, Saquon Barkley's a giant. Shake on it? No, I said I'm not. You have connections? No. Okay. You you think Cleveland's that small? I mean, it kind of is. It kind of is. It kind of is that small. I bet you I'm one or two degrees away from Mr. John Dorsey. Jonathan Dorsey? 
to you? Who's the job? Mr. Dorsey. Mr. Dorsey. Mr. Dorsey. Um, Professor. Daniel, give me a percentage. What's the percentage? Like a 60-40 Nova zone? I'd say 59. No, I'm sorry. That's too much. 55-45 Nova with the win. Where's your confidence, if that makes sense? My you know confi- what? Like, which side? If Vegas was giving you the 55-45 odds, which mm. one would you rather take? Ooh, I don't know. I would... It's more of like a points thing, but I, I would still take Nova just because I love the way they're playing right now. And they once they get into a rhythm, the danger with Nova is an early loss. But once they get past that, once they get going in the tournament, they're very hard to stop. They've been, like... Besides Virginia, like they're they're the team. Besides, like they're the offensive equivalent of Virginia, Virginia mm-hmm. defensively. Yeah. And if they're flowing and they're hitting shots, no one can beat them. And I think that Arizona has the same type of thing with Aiden. But I still think I would I would pick Villanova. Right. And it's gonna be pretty awkward if both of these teams lose in the Sweet Sixteen. Correct. It would be very awkward. Um, and then now, um, I think last team we're gonna touch on in this bracket, Wichita State Marshall. Oh. Oh, yes. I was about to say shout-out to Marshall. Daniel? Yeah. Can I give it a shot real quick? Let's go with some Marshall. So I've done just a tad of research. A little Help bit. me out with the names and the stats. But from what, from what I have seen is Marshall has a little Brunson Bridges action of themselves. They have two yeah. elite scorers. Right. And, they, have, and yeah, they have John Elmore. Who um is one of the he he's one of the only guys in college basketball to get a triple double this year, and um and the other guy what's his name um and like click on this oh okay um probably but pulling up. I was saying no, right there. with so John short enough again stat guy would love oh C J Burks so Elmore averages twenty three six and six he's their point guard he I I watched the highlights Where of their did you see that it was up. I just wanted to know if you and um, CJ Burks, he, he's um, he's their two guard and he averaged twenty a game. So Elmore, I was watching down the stretch when Marshall was playing. Who were they playing? They were playing. Who were they playing? Okay, I forgot who they were playing, but they won their conference championship game on Saturday night. And oh, Western Kentucky it was Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers. Obviously, of course, Western Kentucky. Um, and Elmore hit like three threes from thirty feet out, like, like within the last five minutes. Steph Curry distance. Steph Curry distance. Just like, no, no um, hesitation. Just go. Um, we want to pause real quick just so I can do. Upset alert. Upset alert. Watch out, Marshall. Marshall, my Buster bracket. And so is Marshall they- in West Virginia? Geographically, I have no idea. Because we might have a Marshall-West Virginia second-round battle, and, and Marshall could win that one, too. D- Daniel, because I... Hey, if you make shots, you can go as far as the ball can take you. I don't know if that made any sense at all. I think we got to make that our new slogan. If you can make shots, you go however as far as the ball can take you. Sock and shot. I think that's something if you say with enough confidence, people right. won't be able people to... People won't be like, wait, that doesn't make any sense logically, <laughs> but it sounds good. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, I really want to put Marshall into my sweet suit. <laughs> That's, yeah. I would say, you know the one thing that makes me a little bit nervous is Wichita State's experience? Right. But at the end of the day, it's March Madness. You got to make some, right. take some risks. Definitely. And Daniel, you know what? I said last, but let's just touch on Purdue real quick. What are your thoughts? Purdue is good. 
They're good at basketball. They have a couple big guys, right? Isaac Haas um, is their, their, their really good big. He's 7'2". That'll do it. That is. He's got touch around the rim, but I they're, think the Cavs need some help. Right, the guy, the guy who I would look out for from Purdue is a guy named Carson Edwards. Their star point guard, eighteen points a game. He's had a few forty point games this year, a lot of thirty point games. If he's going, Purdue is going. Um, I don't think I don't know how good I feel about them getting past Villanova, but they're definitely a very solid team. For a lot of the year, they were a top five team in the country. So, I'd be very nervous about Purdue. But at the at the same time, I don't know if they have the capability to get by to get by Villanova. So let's move. Let's move to the last bracket, the last the last region in, in Daniel, West. I um. So in my eyes, this is a very interesting bracket because yeah. Kansas I think, and Duke are the top two seeds, and right, Michigan State and is Michigan the Michigan State too. So I think wow. there's three teams. Three of the better teams in college basketball, all in one right. bracket. Like if if we went to the okay, like top three in the country, Kansas, Duke, Michigan State, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. Right, right, right. So, like this is a really stacked bracket. I think Kansas is gonna have it has a pretty Ooh. rough road, but at the same time, it's not that rough if they like want to go to the Final Four because, um, Alan, can I get an upset alert? Upset. New Mexico State is the 12 seed playing Clemson the 5 seed. Do we have to lock that in? I I have them going to the Sweet 16 and playing Kansas in my bracket. That's oh. just a little, I don't know, but they they're another team kind of like um kind of like uh Loyola Chicago. Shout out to the Ramblers again. Guess um, who does too? Alan Sokoloff of the Sock and Shop Pod also has New Mexico State. You know in why? 16. Why? Cuz I bet you Daniel Schaff told me New Mexico State's good. Possibly. I don't Possibly, but they have a win over Miami early in the year. Um, I, I believe it was um, during our winter break, Christmas week. Feels like a long time ago, man. Yeah, um, they have a guy named uh, what is it? Zach Lofton, who's the leading scorer. <laughs> Any relation to Kenny? Indian. I do legend? not believe he's related to um, Indians center fielder Kenny Lofton. Legendary. Legendary center fielder. He's retired, but and they also have a guy named Jamario Moon. Who's drawn comparisons to Charles Barkley with his wait. undersized? Oh wait! Wait! Stop the press! Yeah. Presses press. Stop! I don't, I don't, hey, stop that's okay. You just said the name Jamario Moon. Yeah. Do you remember the old Jamario Moon? Oh wait, no, his name's not Jamario Moon. I was thinking of the old Jamario Moon. Oh man, I got so excited. Wait, it might be. It might be. Shout out to Jamario Moon, by the way. I was a huge Jamario Moon fan. Jamario something. His athleticism. He could just jump out of the gym. Jamario Jones, I think. Yeah, Jamario what? Jones. Da- so I'm sorry about that. Daniel, I'm going to give you yeah, a free yeah. pass. You yeah, know why? Because now we're talking about Jamario, Jamario <sighs> Moon. Love. Man, that... It sounded right, but it sounded wrong at the same time. Jamario I'm, Jones, sorry. I've tried convincing myself that, like, after LeBron left, it was a little bit tough, Okay. <laughs> I used to think Jamario Moon was the next LeBron. He was so close. He was right there. Christian Iango. <laughs> Luke Herringody. Luke Herringody had a real shot. Shout out to a March Madness yeah. legend. And, Notre Dame. And I remember like thinking that like Luke Walton, great replacement. <laughs> the type of thing where like, He's okay, coaching still. Okay, He's me, coaching now. LeBron's still right, at his peak right, of his game. But, but listen. So, I, so close. I was onto something. Right. Like Luke Walton is a great facilitator, great IQ. And I actually have gotten a lot of comparisons myself to Luke Walton. Nice. Um, but he wasn't LeBron. 
there's a key difference between Luke Walton and LeBron. Do you want to hear what it is? Daniel, take it away. Athleticism and ability. Those are the two <laughs> I'm going to go with. The ability to play basketball. Really, really well. It, uh, some would argue that maybe like from a basketball IQ perspective, they're on no. the same. Okay. No. Wait, you're saying LeBron's lot. LeBron's right? higher. There you go. LeBron's Picking Cleveland yeah, side. Yeah, but his name is Jamario Jones. I'm so, yeah, Jamario Jones, he's a, a really great rebounder. He averaged, like, 12 rebounds a game, even though he's only 6'5", kind of like a Charles <laughs> Barkley type thing. Great defender. This team hustles. They scrap for every loose ball. They play great defense, and they could be a real upset threat, especially against a, a, a struggling Clemson team. Their leading scorer, Dante Grantham, he tore his ACL like a month and a half ago. So, like, and they have some good guards, um, Shelton Mitchell, Gabe DeVoe, but they're kind of hot and cold. So they could they only scored 36 points against Virginia. And so <laughs> it, it seems like a matchup to definitely keep our eyes on. Definitely. Yeah, New Mexico State and also watch out, they might go to the Sweet 16, which we both have. So Right. That that's really something to look out for for all of you guys looking for that bracket buster, for that upset pick, upset alert, upset alert. That could really be a the New Mexico State the Aggies could really be a team to do it. Again, they beat Miami early in the year and they could really be a team to do it. So now we're going to look at more of the uh the kind of the chalk teams, the top seeds, and um, we have a potential Michigan State Duke matchup. Yeah. Let's say, oh, we got to show them who's in, Like, if there is a Duke Michigan State matchup, right? I could definitely see the Duke guys walking in with a sense of swagger. Yes, you can make the argument where the Michigan State guys would say, oh, we got to show them who's boss. But a team like Duke with a coach like Shashevsky. Mm-hmm. Shashevsky knows what he's doing. He, right. He's going to prepare his guys. Right. And Bagley has been dominant lately in um, the ACC semifinal against – no, no, I'm sorry. The ACC quarterfinal against um, Notre Dame, he had like 33-17, and 17, something ridiculous. Wow. And he didn't miss – I don't think he missed a shot in the second half. So, like, this guy is for real. Marvin Bagley's for real. If you haven't seen Marvin Bagley, check him out. Endless motor, always around the basketball, getting those loose balls, getting those rebounds. And – that, that I I have I have Duke also going to the Final Four, but at the same time, Kansas, Kansas and Michigan State just as likely to be there. Those teams are stacked. Also, Kansas has star point guard Devontae Graham, and you know he he's a stud. So, and Kansas has been playing great lately. They they won their 14th straight regular season Big 12 championship, mm-hmm. and they won their tournament this year. Um, Daniel, I wanted to before we ask you for your champion in your eyes. I wanted to just run one more. I know, but we got to yeah. solidify. You know, we, talk, we talked a little bit about, like, Nova, Arizona. I want to, like, solidify. Maybe, mm-hmm. like, um, solidify our Final Four champion. Yeah. Um, but one team I've heard a lot about that I wanted to ask you about, and I'm doing this for selfish purposes now. Our listeners are just lucky to mm-hmm. hear it on the yeah. air. Um, and um, Texas Tech. What are your thoughts? Because they're a team that I heard can really do some damage in this tournament. Yeah, Texas Tech has been had a really great year. Um, they're led by star guard Keenan Evans, really good defender. He's basically been their one of their main sources of offense. They also have a guy, a freshman named Zaire Smith, who's been really good of late. But it really comes down to Keenan Evans, and Keenan Evans went at, had a toe injury, and that's when they hit kind of they, they kind of um, had a bit of a slump. And they mm-hmm. lost the Big 12 regular season because of that. And they kind of haven't really totally bounced back yet, but he's been looking pretty good recently. So they could definitely make a run. Um, also, I want to point something out that yeah. Penn is the 16th seed playing Kansas. Yeah, great for Penn. Great for Penn. But 
Penn is better than a 16 seed. They're a good team, and they can shoot the ball. And, and I, I, my computer died, but they shoot over 35, I think around 35% from three as a team. Mm-hmm. Hey, Kansas all shoots a lot of threes. If, if Penn is hitting shots, and Kansas is not taking a, advantage of the size, taking advantage of their size advantage as much as they should, and Devontae Graham isn't able to control the tempo, then I'm not really sure um, how well how well um, Kansas can do against them. Because if Penn's draining threes, and then uh, Kansas is like, shoot, we're a one seed, this is not supposed to happen, and it's a close game, five minutes, four minutes left, who knows, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I, I don't think, think it's going to happen, but right. it's something to think about. And historically, the Ivy League teams have always performed well. Right. Obviously not year to year, but right. for the most part. And right. um, Daniel, why don't you give us your final four and your champion. And, and then I want to go into some hot takes. Okay. A few NCAA March Madness hot takes. Okay. Like, we've hit on some already, but maybe some even crazier ones. Okay, so my final four is out of the South, Virginia. No, no, I'm sorry. Arizona. I was saying the one seed. Um, out of the South, Arizona. Out of the West, I have Gonzaga. Ooh. Really solid team this year. Remember the name Rui, Rui Hachimura. Japanese player. He's from Japan. He's been really good this year off wow, the bench. Had a lot of 20-point games. Really, he's a projected possibly lottery pick next draft. Okay. Yeah, so watch out for him. Um, and then in the in the East, I have Villanova. I think they're too hard to beat offensively, and they've been playing really great. And in, in the Midwest, I have uh, Duke. Duke out of the Midwest. So the matchups are this. Um, Arizona against Gonzaga. And Villanova Duke. And I have Arizona going against Villanova in the championship and Villanova cutting down the nets. Wow. Um Brunson and Bridges. So Daniel. Um What about you? Do you have what great you have? great minds think alike? Um I have I for sure, or I think, have Zona locked in coming out of the south. I got at this point Michigan out of the West. I'm thinking about Zaga though, especially if Zaga? Gonzaga, Zaga, Zaga. I'm maybe sorry. Maybe it's a maybe it's a regional thing okay. called Gonzaga. <laughs> Especially if Daniel's got it, um, you got to take advantage of your resources. You right, know? right. And I got Duke, and I got Villanova. So, um, Is originally, it wait, or, or you re- have the same Final Four? Yes, are uh, very similar. Michigan, Michigan Gonzaga, right, Michigan, Michigan. but I don't know where I'm at. And I've been back and forth with in one of my brackets, Arizona Championship versus Duke. Right. I would like to keep that because that's like that would be a different. great matchup. Aiden Bagley, yeah. that'd be really but cool. My, I think oh, if I do a second, I think my, I want my main matchup to be Villanova Arizona Villanova winning. Great minds think alike. Great minds think so alike. So I'll probably we go. End up with we're the same we're almost done. Thing. Unfortunately, you know we're gonna have to call it a night. You know, get some dinner. I'm hungry. I'm hungry too. I love food. They don't tell you when you sign up for radio that like you miss dinner the, sometimes. The crazy thing is, is like. I feel like we could keep on going. I feel like we can keep like for hours. You can always talk about college basketball, and we didn't. We haven't even talked about the NBA yet. So like next time. Next yeah, time. next time. You know, if they invite us back, I hope they do. I, I think, think they we're will. Doing great. I, th- I think we're. I think this might be a weekly thing. And um, in just, addition to the pod, just to wrap it up, Daniel. Let, let's do. Let's do some college hoops hot takes. Yeah. Let, let me hear a couple from you. Okay. Um. Let's go. Biggest hot take, Penn beats Kansas. First 16 versus one upset. I don't think this will happen, but it's a major hot take. 
Um, another hot take, Houston to the Final Four. They're a six seed, and um, they have a guy named Rob Gray who's still rocking the man bun. Mad respect to Rob Gray for that, and he can really score. He's a great point guard. They also have a guy named Corey Davis Jr. who can really shoot the three, and they've been playing great lately. So Houston to the Final Four. Dark horse pick, but more of a hot take. Um, another hot take, Loyola Chicago to the Elite Eight. That's actually what I have in my bracket. So hot take, Loyola Chicago to the championship wow. game. <laughs> That's crazy. Another hot take, St. Bonaventure to the Elite Eight. After they're playing tonight against UCLA, let's see where this takes us. Mm-hmm. They have two guards, Jalen Adams, Matt Mobley, who are really good players. Um, and, Alan, do you have one more hot take to finish it off? Yeah, just keep your eye out for Marshall. Yeah. Um, I love Marshall. I mean, I don't think I've watched them, but just on paper. We are idea. Marshall? We are Marshall. We are Marshall. We are the Sock and Shaw Pot. Yes, we are. And, and I, I think we have to wrap up now. And we wanted to thank all of our listeners. Please check us out on Twitter at Sock and Shaw. Um, that is the letter N. In the middle. Um, Shaf is spelled S C H O P F, just in case people were yes. wondering, searching S H O F, that won't work. And also on Facebook, um, we're Sock and Shaf Pod. And Pod, not N and. So <laughs> it's, it's a little confusing, but we thought the N looked cool and it's part of our logo. And again, we wanted to thank WMUC Sports for hosting us tonight. Yep. It has really been an honor and a lot of fun. Yes, and yes. Um, please check them out on Twitter at WMUC Sports. I think that's it. That's it. Have a great night. Have a great night. Hello? No, we're good. Hell yeah!